Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve. And today we're joined by a very special guest. You may have seen him in work such as The Tudors, Ant-Man, or The Hitman's Bodyguard, just to name a few. But if you're listening to us, you will know him as King Constantine of Scotland in The Last Kingdom. Rod Hallett, welcome to the Screen Chronicles. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Rod. We're, we're huge fans of the character, too, that you played. Um, I remember yeah. when when I Kobe was ahead of me in the show and he reached out to me and he's like, there's this character that comes in near the end of the season. You're going to love him like like we've <laughs> got to have him on. And I was like, yeah. all right, let's see. Let's see where he comes on. And, and pretty much like the second time we saw you, I was like, this is the guy he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I shot you a message almost as soon as the season ended. And I said to Steve, I had to just, your character was amazing. Oh, that's lovely to hear. I love that guy too. I think he's amazing. What an yeah. incredible guy. I, I mean, I loved studying him as well. He's, he's such, I think he's one of the most extraordinary kings I've ever, ever come across. And I don't understand why it, it, I hadn't heard of him. And I, right. I've never met a Scotsman who's heard of him. And it just did so much that I don't know why there's not more, more about him. He's incredible. What all did you learn? What all did you learn about him? Well, uh, okay, so we're going back. What did you take away? <laughs> I'll, take away. I'll try. I'll try in a nutshell. If I talk too much, you shut me up. No, I, you go for it. Go you're for good. It. You're good. You, uh, bear, worth bearing in mind that, that uh, this is a thousand years ago. History is a bit sketchy. And right. someone says this happened. Someone says this happened. And for my purposes, I have to just go... Um, okay, I'm going to choose this way on that, this way on that, whatever helps me do the job. And sure. also about research I did like 18 months ago, so I can't really remember. No, but yeah. uh, my take is that before he was there, there was no Scotland, didn't exist. It was just little kingdom states that, that were uh, sometimes at odds with each other, attacking each other and that sort of stuff. He had um, his father who's called, I think it's called Ieth. I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it. Uh, A-E-D, but I think pronounced Ieth. He, he was, I think, a hopeless, useless king. And there's this, this book, The Chronicle of Kings, which is in Paris, which lists about, I don't know, 11, 12 kings over a, a period of time of Scot- in Scotland. And I think the only thing it says about Constantine's father was he, was, he contributed nothing to history or something, something oh. like that. <laughs> but anyway, so, so they thought this guy's not going to help us with the Vikings, so let's uh, let's kill him. So someone, a guy called Garrett, comes in and assassinates Constantine's father, and then oh. Donald and Constantine, Con- Donald's uh, Constantine's older cousin, thinks, okay, you're you're at risk now. You're in line to the throne. You're not going to be wanted. So they run away to Ireland and they live there for about ten years, and then they come back, thinking, right. We're old enough to reclaim this, oust the usurper. And they, I, I think, and so do some historians, some don't think they assassinated him. Uh, I don't know, some massive fortress called Dundurn or something like that. Okay. And then Donald, being the older, he became the first king of Scotland, but he died within a year, I think, in a battle or something. So Constantine took over and really formed Scotland. And then he kept it safe. He kept it safe. Everyone was dying. I read one point, I think, I could be exaggerating this, but the life expectancy at that time in that country was about, for a guy, was about 20, 25 or something like that. Something 
unbelievable. Right. Constantine stayed on the throne for 43 years. Wow. And abdicated to study scripture in St. Andrews for another eight years or something like that. So, I mean, wow. and he kept it safe. He kept it what it is basically today throughout all the attacks coming from everywhere. So, yeah, I think. Do you know how old he was when he took the throne? Uh, yeah. Hang on. So he left Scotland when he was about six. He must have come back at 16. Donald would have been dead within a year. So I guess he was 17, something like that. Oh, I mean, wow. right. we don't really know. But we don't I think, really know. Yeah. yeah. It's about Like sometimes you read that when, when was he born? And historians say, well, he's got to have been born before his father died, at least nine months before his father died. So he's probably born then. Or it could right. be 10 years before that. We don't know. So, yeah. Right. Bit, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, I love him. I love him. What, how did you get into acting, too? I mean, backing it up here, how did you get into what well, you do now? It's funny. I, I, I've always been a bit embarrassed to admit this, but I've seen your podcast. I can't believe how many people have the same story I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yepes is almost identical to mine in that he must be exactly my age. I went to the cinema, I saw Star Wars A New Hope. Ah. And uh, and then I was I was in. I was like, that's what I want to do. I thought, I'm sure I must have thought, this is real. And out there, these Han Solo exist somewhere. And yeah. very briefly, and then realized, okay, no, this is all made up. But how can I do that well the only way is to become an actor like harrison ford or whatever and, wow. and do it. that's what made me want to do it okay and then so then i just remember just pursuing it gently throughout childhood a little and then at about 18 i went off to drama school for three years and that's that seemed like the routine in the uk you go three sure. years school then at the end of that three years you have a what they call a showcase where you put on two scenes in a theater and the theater's full of casting directors and agents and all that sort of stuff and then hopefully an agent says yeah come uh, hopefully an agent and a casting director right so, yeah you represent him and i'll give him this job and so that's how you kind of get in what used to be when i started anyway yeah. do you remember what scenes you did one of them i remember we wrote which i think was a bit of a disaster that was uh i remember thinking it never quite worked. I can't remember anything about it, except I'm just working on it night after night with me and a friend and coming to the conclusion that neither of us can write, but we're too far down the line. We haven't got time to do anything else. And then one of them was a monologue from, did you ever see a film called How to Get Ahead in Advertising? Um, not, I don't think so. Sounds very familiar. What's his name, the guy? He's amazing. Bruce Robinson wrote it. He mm -hmm. did, uh, he wrote With Nell and I. I don't know if you ever saw that. If you didn't, that's a great film. Okay. But this got a list. Get out. Go on, sorry, go on. We've got a list. Is what I said. We've got a list. But the How to Get Ahead in Advertising is really interesting. It's about an ag advertising executive in the 80s in London who grows a conscience and the conscience manifests as a boil on his shoulder that gets bigger and bigger. Oh. And she starts talking to him and it's like, and eventually takes over. So he's growing a conscience, but the boil is the evil side of him. That sounds um, super familiar. I don't think I've seen it, but that, that plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's really, it's, it's really good. I don't know how it's aged, though. That's a long time since I've seen it. Sure, sure. And so it sounds like you're also a, a huge fan of history here. 
um, or at least you really dig into it. Were you a fan of The Last Kingdom before you became involved in it? No, I'd never, I'd, I'd heard of it because it pops up on the Netflix, you know, like thumbnails. But no, I'd never watched it. I don't know why. Um, okay. Because uh, actually, uh, the there's a lot of great TV and my go-to kind of watches aren't generally historical or period. Gotcha. Although I spend half my career in in historical stuff. It, it's not what I'm drawn to as an audience generally, although I love to do it. So no, I hadn't seen it. It was when I got the job, I I thought any second now, because there was a short time between getting the job and a, a plane ticket to Budapest. I thought I've got to I've got to study the history and I've got to watch this uh, series before I get the first script because I know as soon as I get the script I'm going to have to just focus. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I watched four seasons in two days, maybe three days. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's but work. <laughs> yeah, but I loved it. I loved it. And I'm so glad I was forced to watch it. Yeah, such a great theory. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were both. Uh, it was always something that kept being suggested to us back when uh, Colby and I lived together. And we were we were looking for something to watch. And it was always like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I think that's partly why we we initially we loved it so much, too, is because we first saw it and it was like something like we passed on this like eight times yeah. to watch these other mediocre shows, you know? <laughs> it's always the way though, isn't it? I find that if someone says something's great, um, I tend to be disappointed. And if someone says, oh, that was terrible, don't watch it. I, uh, I love it because of the expectation. But so if you've had a resistance to watching something, yeah, I think it's quite often like such a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, so how did you become involved in the show? Mm. Same as everyone. I had a, I think I'd auditioned for it once before, I think years ago. I can't, I can't remember. I'd have to look it up, but the, uh, it was, yes, a self tape came through and it was a funny one because it's, uh, um, I get every now and again, I get a self tape come through where I think, okay, this isn't for me. Um, and uh, you know, I could think of, 20 Scottish actors just in my phone book who would do a better job of this than I would. And, and my, but my wife always says, look, we've got to tape for it anyway, because every time you tape, I always try and set myself a new challenge to try and exercise some muscle that I'm not very strong on every audition. And um, she said, let's, let's do it and see what happens anyway. And if I, if I find them embarrassing, I don't send them. And if I think, oh, it's probably okay, I do. And this is one of those where I thought, so not me, but let's, let's send it anyway. And then, yeah, but it came back with a, another Zoom meeting with the producers and everyone. And, and to my astonishment, I got it. And then I started hitting myself. Nice. <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I love it. And can you maybe talk a little about the accent that you do? Because I know in one of your Instagram posts, you um, credit Ross Anderson for helping you, yes, um, you know, achieve the accent and the lines and everything. Yeah, um, was well, that difficult? I, I found it difficult. I'm not. Um, I'm. I can learn accents. Uh, normally, I go to a coach or something, and I can get the hang of it. It takes me time, but I'm not one of those guys who has, you know, who's in the bar and just can rip through twenty sure. accents. That's not me. I have one in my head and then I stop it and it disappears. Um, I got I got the job and I was really scared about the accent. And then I rang a friend of mine and, and I thought, OK, I'm going to I'm going to 
no one knows where this guy came from, really. He's a Pictish prince. That's like an enormous section of Scotland. Sure. I picked the bit that was right on the edge of Glasgow. I thought, let's say he comes from there. Um, I rang a friend of mine who's from Glasgow and I just said, look, I've got, here's the lines from my first scene because the first scene I shot was in England. Um, can you record them for me uh, a few different ways? And I'm just going to start, start getting used to it. When it came to a couple of days before the flight to Budapest, I, I knew I was going to be working with this character called Donald, played by Ross Anderson, who's an amazing actor, I think. Um, but I didn't put two and two together. I saw that we're going to be on the same flight. I'm going to be on the same flight as a guy called Ross. And I thought, I'm, A, I'm really embarrassed because I know Ross is going to be Scottish and I'm going to have to spend a whole season speaking Scottish in front of... A, a real Scotsman. But then I thought, hang on, I know Ross. I'm sure this must be Ross Anderson. And we worked together in Prague about seven years before on a Fox um, spy series. And I thought, oh, please, please be Ross Anderson. And then uh, I got to the airport, there he was. I'm like, great. So then he recorded all my lines for me every time I had a scene and we went out all the time. And I was just saying, just, Bear with me. Can if we go out for dinner? Can I just speak in Scottish accent? And every time you hear something that's not okay, just slap me around the head. Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> and um, so we worked. He was so just like so patient, and we did it together for yeah the whole wow. time. Wow. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, thank goodness. I grew up with his wife as well, which is really weird when I was a kid. Yeah. So actually, yeah. I connected to him for since I was about fourteen years old. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Was, was there anything he was like, oh, man, you've got to get better with this or or or, or this yeah. is what you're really good at even? What, what were some uh, he, really, no, he was really generous about the whole thing. I mean, I'd done a lot of work before I got to him, uh, but he was. He, he just gave me loads of encouragement. Actually, there wasn't much that he slammed me for. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, just just pure encouragement. That's awesome. And he was always saying, you know, the other thing is no one in Scotland would have spoken with this accent back then. And <laughs> it's I, so I, true. But then they wouldn't have been done in Saxon lands either, like they do. So I think right. I think they spoke more like you guys did back then, apparently. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Colby and Steve? Like, like Colby and Steve? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Just like you, Colby. <laughs> yeah. Why do you say that? I don't know. I read something. Actually, it's not this period, but I read something about what Shakespeare's, what um, people around Shakespeare's time would have sounded like. And they think there was a, there's a kind of West Country accent here, which, as I said, I can't do accents, so I'm not going to pretend to mimic it. But um, you can kind of hear, okay, I could see how you could link that that to kind of uh, an American accent. Interesting. In the same way that you can with Irish a little bit. And so they were saying it would have been more exaggerated and closer to American than it would be to how I sound now. But interesting. How do they know? Interesting. Yeah. Now, it sounds like, again, you did a lot of research for this role, which, which we love to hear. Did you use um, Bernard Cornwall's books at all? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, only the ones that were relevant to me, but I, I, mm -hmm. I read them, loved them, actually. I, yeah. I, yeah, just have you read them? Mm -hmm. Yes. So um, I'm starting to read the ones that season five covers because okay. we found the show first um, and we wanted the show to spoil what happens 
if you know what yeah. I mean. So oh, now yeah. I'm starting um, those books, but I've read up until season five. Okay. So eight books, right? And then wow, you've done well. You've done well. Yeah, yeah, yeah we read so. up to the end, and then I just so Colby wouldn't get any spoilers, I took the hit and I read like the last like two before we went <laughs> smoke with it because we, we had a live we had a live chat with him. And I was um, like, well, we've got to know how it ends. <laughs> You know, I watched that one too, by the way. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was that was a, a charming guy. He's hilarious. He oh is gosh. so he's so sharp and like uh, well spoken. He's so well spoken. And before we started chatting too, he was even more like funny with us and like yeah, he showed us like this rugby injury he had and and he was just <laughs> he was just a cool guy. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that one. I really enjoyed it. But no, the <laughs> books are great, aren't they? They're really so easy to read, so well researched. Yeah. And yeah, I did. Yeah. I found they gave me loads of uh, little uh, valuable bits of uh, character work and stuff like that. It's so nice to have this, like where you've got yeah. all the historical resources, you've got podcasts on these characters, you've got the books to refer to, and all of it you can take, and the amazing script, and you can pick and choose what you find most useful and, and create a character as a kind of cocktail of all these different sources. Yeah. Just a and, gift. And so um, one huge thing we love about your character is just his, his personality. He is yeah. very authoritative, yet he's jovial. He is also, when we find out when he talks to Elfwin, a good guy, yeah. um, which we weren't sure about when we first meet him. Yeah. And um, did you get any anything from your research that like gave you bits about his personality, like the historical figures personality. I mean, I know that's hard because of history, Yeah. but was there uh, anything? Not, not in what you've kind of mentioned that just that I, I can't imagine he wasn't incredibly smart. He was, right. he was right. a real politician and he had a strong faith. Um, but I actually some of that I mean a lot most of what you're talking about came from just the script and the directors but uh, I we hadn't really seen much of the Scots in the last kingdom uh, right. and I, I actually I wouldn't mind him sort of coming somewhere between a Dane and a Saxon I was where, gonna say that like that's crazy yeah yeah mm. so there's a joy of life which you sometimes miss in the Saxons but not the kind of anarchy of the Danes so yeah, somewhere someone some I wanted him to really love life, but yeah, when I read the one with uh, Elfwin, uh, that really turned it for me as well because I, I hadn't seen that initially, and I ah. love I loved that scene. But that was made even more interesting by John East, the director of that episode. Okay, I see, he was he's such a uh, he's so brilliant. I, I mean, every element of directing, but he can see even a slight glaze in your eye and where you, you have a, you have like a, a barrier you can't kind of cross. And he must've hmm. seen something in rehearsal with that and said, oh, hang on, here's how we transform this scene. Here's, hmm. let me talk to you about this, this um, woman you're in love with. And then we can hinge everything on that. And you know, the, how, what she's done for you in your life. And that creates um, the empathy you need to have with Elfwood. And it was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. Wow. wow. Completely transformed it. Yeah. I went so, into that not knowing exactly how to do it, actually. Interesting. And so is there sort of a backstory for this woman that Constantine loved? Like, is there 
only only in a general sense like I, yeah. like we didn't pick a oh this must be lord so-and-so's right wife. right but it is that kind of thing it's a it, it's it's an important political um relationship for constantine that he can't mess around with and right. this is the wife of that person um and so i have to be careful it has to be kind of hidden um and certainly never uh, you know you could never marry her or anything like that but what he said was uh that he imagined that constantine isn't like ptsd or anything like that but he's had a had a life of, of total brutality starting with his his um father being murdered when he was 6 years old and then he's he's fought the vikings and he's fought the saxons and he's fought uh, against the Picts, which he is one. Right. And it's this really tough life. And the whole time he's had to display machismo and authority. And it's not healthy for anybody. And there right. must be at some point, you need an escape or you're going to go crazy. And he said, this woman is what allowed him to explore the feminine side and the sensitivity. Um, and so, yeah, he said, that's, that's, what's made you be able to empathize with Elfwin. Wow. And so after getting that sort of cue, did you feel like you were able, like in the moment to nail that scene? Because it's true. You, um, you do nail it. Uh, Both of you do. And in that scene, yeah, this is the scene where I knew that who Kobe was talking about actually before, before the more of the awesome stuff happens at the end. I was like, ah, this is the guy Kobe likes. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, well, I hope so. I don't. I mean, it, it's, it, you're giving me encouraging words. I, I, I couldn't say if I if I nailed it. But I. Did you, I, I guess I asked. Um, did you feel like at the time? Did you feel like you nailed it? Or um, I. You I said you, you were what, a little uncertain, like about yeah, how to approach I, it. I, I, you, I, I was a little uncertain. Sometimes you you work on a scene and you you haven't really done it with the other character. You haven't been directed. You don't know. See, the thing is, it's a weird job. You. you you put in an awful lot of work and you have to be a, you have to be able to throw all the work away just so you're not thinking while you're doing it. You think, okay, it's all there. So forget it now. And let's just play the scene. But also you have to be able to throw it away because when you walk into a room, I used to find, you know, I thought the chair was going to be over here and there'd be a table here and now it's not. And Mm. I've been thinking everything's over here and somehow it can jar you a little bit. So you have to be able to just, you learn to throw it all away. And um, so sometimes you walk into a scene not knowing quite what it's going to turn out to be and you explore it in the moment. You just have to be awake, basically, and remember to listen to somebody and uh, and, it, and it can work out. So but I, I can't say I nailed that scene, but what, what I did feel was incredibly excited doing it. And at the end of it, I was over the moon with the way it had gone, you know, with the direction and everything. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean. You got it was uh, such a memorable scene um, at that point in the show. So well done on that um, to everyone involved too. Yeah. yeah, and after that one, the the next time that I knew that this was the guy yeah. Kobe was talking about was Bevan Burr, the charge out of the gate. Oh my! Oh God. yeah, yeah, yeah! This was amazing. <laughs> this was amazing. You like yeah. you, you, Constantine takes the kneel down first, you know, with the sword, and then just goes out, and he is just—he's just trucking people. Like it was amazing. <laughs> I, I mean, not only, but he's a king too, who's the first one out the gate, 
yeah like he doesn't let his other men it's just it's awesome yeah i love doing that that's a very unusual thing for me to have to do but i love um there's i'll tell you one thing the kneeling down thing praying that was because i thought uh that wasn't in the script and i was saying to john you know what i don't remember seeing the saxons fighting anyone who wasn't a pagan really um and that probably has occurred and you'll know better than i will but i thought we need to show that this is two christian armies coming in head to head because it's unusual. and then he took that and he ran with it and he'd actually had an an edit previously where when constantine was praying he was treating it like uh a kind of visualization exercise that that an athlete might have before a race. That's what so that. felt like. He was flashing the fight uh, in, and I guess it was too long or something. But yeah, I mm. loved it. That was exhausting work, but I loved it. In, in the whole sequence, if it ran, you know, without being edited, I think because I, I had to film it to learn it. Uh-huh. And um, I think it was about 16 seconds long or something, the whole sequence. And uh, he killed 17 people. <laughs> yeah it's got to be a record yeah it's got to be a record <laughs> that's awesome was there something he was saying during that that prayer was there something specific that you you thought of he was just that he did say when he took the knee no i just i just think he you know he no there wasn't no the answer is i could make stuff up but no nothing specific oh, just yeah. prayer. i can't remember what i was thinking in that moment uh just but, i guess you know protect me kind of thing I just getting in the zone just getting, getting in the, the zone right it before like, it was like getting in the zone yeah yeah you know, that's that that is awesome i love that part but did you have any fighting experience before coming into the show you know I, at college you do it you do it for three years mm-hmm. you do stage fighting with all different kinds of weapons um and i was okay at that but uh, but no in my in the work I've got, no, not a lot. The odd gun, I've been punched a few times. I've been killed a number of times, but I, <laughs> I, I've not, I've done some sword craft in plays since college, but no, I basically okay. said, I basically said, look, you've got your work cut out for you if you want me to swing a sword around. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm an old man and I'm, you know, this is going to kill me. I can't even hold the handle and make it look like I know what I'm doing. As soon as I touch the handle, I, I've shown you I know nothing. Um, and I turned up to stunt rehearsal like this, and they're all laughing at me. And um, Mark said, I saw you rehearsing that fight, and it looked like a middle-class guy arguing over his garden hedge with his neighbour about oh mowing my God. <laughs> That's a good confidence builder. Yeah, confidence. confidence. <laughs> um, but you know, you you, I had that weeks in advance. It changed dramatically on the days. So you had, had to be a bit flexible, but I had it weeks in advance, and so every day, I just every time I had a little break, I went through it five six times, maybe five or six times a day, just to get the steps in. And then think, okay, so now my feet know what they're doing. Then I'll do the arms. And then you start working on, this was Ross, actually, because I hadn't even thought about this because he's done more fight. He's saying then once you've got all the moves fluid, then you want to start thinking about when you notice someone coming because there's a temptation to just swing a sword and kill that person, kill that, but you've got to see it 
to react to it. And so then you start layering in those kind of bits. And uh, yeah, eventually it builds into something that hopefully looks like it could actually be happening. It looked yeah. awesome. I mean, it like did. when I was watching it, I, I when after you came out of the gates, I was like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of want him to win now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's on the reaction video. I was like, push him off the cliffs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. You can do it. (laughs) I I felt sorry for Constantine. He didn't do anything wrong this whole series. No. No, No, he didn't try and invade anybody. He's just being told they're all coming for him. And he's got this little Scotland, this newborn Scotland to protect. Yeah. Yeah. He's just doing all he needs to do to defend it. And um and i also love when ethelhelm is like don't fight um why would you fight and you're just like i didn't take you for a coward yeah, um, yeah. and all the lines before that where everyone's like let's just prepare for a siege and you're like to sit and wait it's not in my blood <laughs> so, yeah yeah, yeah. So no cool. honorable you can't you can't it's not it's not it's not how you behave it's not how things are done now i think uh yeah i thought one thing that was really sure of him was he he's a real man of his word i say i'll do it i'll do it um and uh and honor yeah very important which i think means there's certain people i decided he would like like utrud i think he would respect utrud mm-hmm. yeah and, um, i think I thought that would, too yeah. yeah um and who was the other guy oh uh yaya uh, uh Whitgar's right hand man but there's a guy who yeah get stuff done yeah. i like this guy that great line you have with him where you're like um you're his man but he's my man go yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome yeah, yeah exactly exactly Just but no so, yeah there's a certain type of guy i think constantly like and those are the kinds yeah, yeah. Like. And, it, and it seems like constantine just takes control of the room like every time he walks in um, yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is fun because, like I said, it's so not me. Um, I've really enjoyed. It. It's nice to kind of exercise these things. You know? That's cool. What are the big differences between between Rod and Constantine? What do you, What do you feel? Well, I, I, <laughs> oh dear, I um, this is a strange thing to say, but I'm quite shy uh, person. Mm-hmm. I'm quite quiet. Um, I'm quite laid back. Uh, yeah, I, I've never hit anybody in my life. I, you know, I, I just, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in any way macho. Nothing. No. Of that okay. no. Uh, so yeah, it's nice to explore. And do you have any similarities um, with Constantine? Uh, I think I would have a similar kind of experience with Elfwyn, probably. Like, well, sure. don't worry about this, you know, it's going to be okay. Sure. Um, I think I try and stick to my word. Uh, I I know I really enjoy life. Sure. Um, I, I'm not particularly into formality and I, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, no, let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. no, that, oh, yeah. that's awesome. And and you said like you think that Uhtred he would respect Uhtred and I think there is at that last scene after the battle yeah you go and, and you try to you still try to like lay down a little law there and Uhtred just isn't isn't going for it and you're like all right tried I'll still accept the deal <laughs> um, yeah. but but it seems like there's respect between the two characters there 
Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really think there would be, and the, the director thought that too. So did Alex, and and I don't know spoilers for the book, but it comes across in the book as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? He's a warrior. He's honourable. He does what he says he's going to do. Um, he's not like uh, he's like the total antithesis of uh, Ethelhelm. Um, so right. yeah. He loves him. So, yeah, we were enjoying playing with that a little bit. Uh, it, when, actually, we laughed a lot during that scene. So, um, yeah, it was... Everyone was corpsing. I don't know why. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> Every time I looked him in the eyes, we, we started laughing. Um, but, yeah, we managed to get there in the end. Oh, good. Yeah. Was there like anything that. for you coming in as the last season here? I know, I know they're doing the movie afterwards, but there, was there anything that they were telling you this is the scope we need. This is what we, was there any sort of emphasis put on you? No, there wasn't actually. This is, that's a good point. There was no, no, they, it's one thing, another thing I really liked about it, the trust they put in you was amazing. That's awesome. Like uh, you, you really felt it. And I always think with anything in life, you've got to, if you're not going to take risks, you're not going to do anything interesting. So you've got to, you've got to allow yourself the, the chance to fail. And, Something about the way everyone behaved uh, from producers across the full spectrum felt like you were free to take risks and we trust you with what you're going to do. They directed you as you were filming scenes, but they, um, yeah, felt like they knew they were in safe hands. They made me feel like they're saying we're in safe hands, which is amazing. And everyone was so welcoming. I know you've heard that before. but Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is not a normal job. It, 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 people are amazing on it. Yeah. yeah. So actually, one big regret is that I came in in season five. Yeah. It could have, yeah. could have been season one, and I could have had this fun for five years or seven years or whatever. But but you had you had an amazing character where it was so great. Um. But but why I did ask you, like you were in a lot of pivotal scenes too in this yeah. this last season. I mean. You you meet up with most of the main characters. You introduce the Scots um, to us. You kill Heston. Kill Heston. <laughs> you you give you talk with Uhtred when he gets Bebenbur. I mean, there were so many. Yeah, that's true. Those scenes. Quite, yeah, yeah, they're quite quite um, pivotal moments. Oh, I'm Heston. Yeah. It. Yeah, I love him. He's one of my favorite characters. Oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'm so sorry. I, uh, it's not me. Blame the writer. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun scene. I really like working with him. Just love, yeah. love. Yeah. We yeah. we love Yepa Beck Larson, yeah. uh, who plays yeah. Heston. Um, yeah. Great guy. We've talked to him twice. Um, oh, twice. You know. yeah, he keeps in touch with us a lot. It's um, he's awesome. He's awesome. Yeah, he's and, and really he, fun. He's really. Yeah. Fun. Was there anything was going into his like death scene? Was there anything going into that that was like that you guys worked on together or or anything he asked for? No, we hang on. I'd met him in England because we did mm -hmm. there was scenes on a beach and he was filming on the same beach. So we had a couple of beers that night. But I had I didn't know I was gonna kill him when we met. Mm -hmm. Um and then then he was gone for a while and then he moved into the same apartment block that I was living in. But we now actually, funny enough, we met up because there was a courtyard and we'd sometimes all cook 
dinner and eat together outside in the summer sun. It was lovely. And he came to a few of those, but actually we never talked about it. It was just on, on set. But no, I just felt, I felt, uh, you know, a big arc for somebody is coming to an end. A big part of their life as well is coming to an end here. And I just, whatever you need. Um, but actually it was, it just worked really nicely. And he was, yeah. he was really kind about it. Said, so I, you know, I'm, <laughs> strange sentence. I'm, I'm really glad it was you who killed me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, which is very sweet. And yeah, I just, I just watched and admired him, oh. you know. Dying. That's the, that's the best thing you could say to someone. <laughs> you. Thanks for killing me. I'm glad it was you. Anyone, I'd have you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that scene offers a lot of tension too, because you're not quite sure if Constantine's going to let him live here. Yeah, Heston's... yeah. I was, yeah, I tried to make it look like there's there's a glimmer of hope after he tries tries to do it, but there's such a horrible irony, isn't it? That the moment he he does a really altruistic thing, yeah, he's all for it. Poor guy, you know, his life suddenly. No, I'm going to. Well, Trying to do the right thing. I feel like he survived so long doing the opposite, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it worked, really worked for him. <laughs> and this time, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they kept it going. The right yeah, there's something, though, that's sort of, um, it's cool, you know, that it's like that. And that he, yeah. he laid it, that, that character switch at the end um, is interesting. I, I love it. Yeah. And also, I think, I mean, if, if a series is coming to an end anyway, it's, it's always quite nice to die in it. Yeah. 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 And I wanted to ask you a little bit about <clears throat> the relationship with Aelthwin, Um, because there's the moment when the battle's about to start and Ethelhelm was like, let's go, let's get married. Let's go quick. Yeah. And as soon as um, somebody comes in and you're just immediately like, okay, Elfwin, go to the room. I think Wickgar comes in and says she needs Wickgar, to get to safety. Yeah, that's right. Was there any, like, was Constantine trying just to delay the marriage do you think or was it truly he just wants to get her safe right now no i know um, i see what you asked that no uh not in my mind no okay it, it was um i think he just had no doubts that he's going to be victorious i think true and so there's no rush on this and gotcha she needs to be kept safe and that's a, so wickard comes i realize i mean i see i've seen i haven't seen the series yet but i've seen that scene um okay. and it does seem like a fast transition uh, to like, okay, let's get married. No, she should go upstairs. Yeah, go upstairs. Um, but no, I, I, in my mind, it was purely about protection. Yeah, I just got to get to the battle now. There's no time for this kind of thing. Um, and the other thing I was going to ask back to the Heston scene was like, when you do kill Heston, obviously you're trying to get information out of him. He's snuck into this place and you know he's lying. But is there also anything that you're like mad at him for trying to, in, in what Constantine's eyes would be, steal Elfwin or take yeah. Elfwin? Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. He's crossed a line, uh, right? Uh, uh, I don't know what's happened, but it, she's running scared, and that's you know my my dander's up. That's not okay, right? Yeah, I think he's furious with him. That's um, cool. Yeah, yeah, he's got that little old school chivalry. I think. In his own crazy way. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, we, yeah. we also Sorry. talked about um, after your, the battle, too, you charge out. Um, and then you are, you are working on pushing the Edwards whole army off the cliffs. 
what was that yeah. like? And and we were told it was really just a patch of grass. They were trying to like not cross. But what was that <laughs> scene like? That thing there. Can you see that? That's the cliff. <laughs> where? I don't. Where? What do you mean? Yeah, the little dot on the ground is the cliff. No, we were in the middle of a field. Yeah. No cliffs for probably fifteen miles in any direction. <laughs> um, on a on a, a long way to push. A long way to <laughs> long way to push. <laughs> uh, yeah, you cross that line and they're and they're falling. Um, yeah, really hot day. Uh, That's what Harry said. It was really hot. It was really hot. I think it's. I mean, it's not stupid. It's. I can't remember thirty six, thirty seven, which is what about one hundred eight, one hundred ten Fahrenheit or something. But I think it's the the stuff. You know, layers and layers of really not very um, breathable material. And um, yeah. you but, have well, this like fur thing too, right? Like on your shoulder. Uh, it's not yeah. very helpful. Oh. And um, <laughs> the the. Uh, I think but what I realized eventually was the most exhausting thing is screaming. You can ah. push, you can swing around shields and swords, but the bit that really tires you out is, is shouting. I didn't realize that. And he's shouting so loud. You don't, I didn't mean to do that, but you, you can't really help it. And then you start running towards people. I thought, I'm not going to scream at anybody. I don't want to do it like that. And then as soon as you start running towards someone with a sword, you're screaming and tiring yeah. yourself out. It just sort of happened. I well, like there was yeah. in, I can't remember season one and two maybe he was was from a guy good from yeah mm-hmm. a dark head long dark head yes in season one. Mm-hmm. season one I loved how he played it yeah so he was great it was like dangerous but it rarely kind of ruffled just always speaking you know even in the middle of a battle we'll send mm-hmm. men you know it was. So I love that form. Yeah, yeah. But and I couldn't do it. I, I got on a battle and screamed. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and I think Constantine has that sort of cool demeanor too. But I mean, I love how he laughs a lot, even in yeah. times mm. where it doesn't seem like he should be laughing. You know, everybody yeah. else is serious and he's always like, <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, he's always enjoying stuff. And he comes out with that nonsense advice as well. Like, yeah. that's not going to be useful advice. Never meet a bride on an empty stomach. Yeah. Um, like, well, well done, mate. Uh, I've met guys like that at the pub, drunk yeah. guys in the pub offering advice, and you just have to, yeah, 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 yeah. That's great advice. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's, he had an element of that as well. But yeah, no, I like that. I, that's what I want. Yeah, he has fun. He enjoys it. So I, yeah, wanted to put that in there. He was always stirring the pot too with with Ethelhelm and his grandson too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah don't trust well, an advisor or something never trust yeah exactly <laughs> uh, he really would have hated Ethelhelm. oh yeah uh, he's an absolute nightmare that guy yeah. yeah so this poor boy not quite beyond saving you know let's put a wedge in there this guy's not a trustworthy guy right yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, i love to yeah all those scenes with him he's great adrian i love working with him i was gonna he he really really did amazing this season i mean he yeah. was great the seasons before um but he went to another level this season yeah yeah and a lot of tricky stuff to do have you ever spoken to with him yes, yes we have yeah 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 he's yeah. really interesting yes well, um, so yeah, days of my life i've spent with him just laughing and you know joking around he's great who, who were some of your favorite people to work with on the show 
I really, I really, well, one of my favourite characters is, I don't know, we worked together, do we? Um, Finnan. I don't think I had anything. He probably would have been in the same place yeah. at the same time. You, you yelled out some, some stuff at the courtyard to him and yeah. Yeah. So I've, I, I, I'm a big fan of his. As an audience, that's one of my favorite. Yeah. I just think he's a great character. Um, but I was oh, really and the scene, too, where they, they get captured and you're like, that's not my men. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I haven't yeah. seen that yet. Not about that. Oh, and he does a Scottish accent. And no. he does, he like fakes the Scottish accent. <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. Love that. Love that. Um, yeah, he, uh, I, 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 I was, I would have been very excited because you've got to bear in mind that the thing is I did, like I said, I, I watched all four series in a very short space of time and I'm really good audience. I, I just want to throw myself in and invest and believe and get excited. And I kind of switch off the, the uh this is something i'm working on and this is for research i'm now suddenly an audience and then they walk in to the enormous you know uh set where there's winchester there's Aylesbury, and i'm a fan i'm an audience i'm not an actor um and then you meet people uh, and i'm the same i remember meeting mark and being I mean, I haven't done this for years with really famous actors, just like, hello, mate, yeah, you know, we're working together kind of thing, you know. Mark, I fell apart. And I couldn't, couldn't get a sentence out. It's really funny. That's really funny. funny. Yeah, I love working with him. I love working with Alex because I think Alex is amazing. Yeah. My friend Ross Anderson, I adored. I were everyone. I really sure. love um, working with Whitgar. Yeah. 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 yeah, he's great. He's great. Whitgar, Alex, Ross, and I all trained in the same way. So um exactly the same kind of acting education. And and so it's not that it matters if you didn't at all. There's no barriers between you, but it's really nice when you understand all the same vocabulary and right. the same technique. Right. Yeah. So when you sit down to work on a scene, you you know you can use the terminology you studied at college. And so that's really yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. So I love work with him as well. Yeah. Yeah, and you have a lot of great scenes with the whole time. Oshin. Yeah, is he really? Yeah. He's, He's great. Thinking all the time. What kind of whatever never stops. Yeah. And I think your first scene when we see you is it's a really big scene because it introduces you, but it's also yeah. a critical scene because it reintroduces Whitgar. It does. Um, it does. You know, a big reveal on him. Right. And then you yeah. ask, who are you? You know, and it pans yeah. and that, that was a pretty awesome moment and you would you had kind of been teased the whole season before that too i think we were like who is this constantine guy they keep talking about king constantine mm-hmm. he's not going to like if we go to linda's farm all that and yeah i feel it's funny enough it's a bit like that in the books i seem to remember as well mm-hmm. you hear i always remember folding down pages on one of the books and every time you hear constantine mentioned anything about him just in case there's some piece of information there must be I don't know, I, 90 pages folded down and yet you meet him in person three times maybe. Yeah, and the book is like only through Uhtred's perspective too. So uh, yeah. that's another awesome thing about The Last Kingdom is we get to see the scenes where Constantine is plotting, um, where yeah. he's just talking to his men like, you know, I'm going to keep my word for as long as necessary, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's a great a thing point. about the show. Yeah, really, that's interesting. I'm not, I mean, I know that's, I hadn't thought of that. Of course, that's really interesting. It makes it totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, 
Like even going back to season one, there's a scene the first time we meet Alfred. Right. That scene is in the first book, but Uhtred was actually spying on them. Yeah. Okay. So that's like when Alfred's first revealed and it's not in the palace of Winchester. It's like in a tent somewhere, Mm -hmm. but, but that's, that scene was in it. But then a lot of the Alfred scenes, you know, I guess it gave him a lot of freedom to do what they wanted. Yeah. That's yeah. I don't know. I might, you know, I might go back and read these books. Just for, just for the joy of it. They're, they're great. I'm excited now to be able to read these two because I've been waiting (laughs) so long and then, and then I'm going to wait again because, um, I want to see the movie first, and then I'll I'll finish the series. But uh, Warlord, yes, yeah, great, uh, great book that one. I love yeah. that one. So, did you have any particular scenes that were your favorite to shoot? First thing I, I should say is I I rarely enjoyed playing a guy as much as this one, and every scene. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this sounds like I'm just painting everything for in a in a good light for you guys, but I, I actually no. I just. It was a gift every day being able to play the guy. I, I remember really loving the first scene I had with Ethelhelm, which is that really long one, I think in episode seven, mm-hmm. where he starts trying to make me think, oh, Edward's coming. He's an imperialist and he's coming. There's so much going on with that. And I'm try- the whole time trying to work out, I don't trust you, but what is your angle here? Yeah. And I remember, I remember really loving that. Interesting. And, uh, and I have two dogs in the scene, and I love dogs. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I comment on that in the video. Um, okay. And our, our, sorry, our reaction video. We did reaction videos for the whole season. I was like, <laughs> oh, sweet. Look at those dogs. Awesome. So beautiful, those dogs. Um, and you yeah. do this thing. Constantine does this thing a couple times where seemingly the conversation in the scene has ended, and whoever he was talking to is walking out of the room. And yeah. he's like, oh, by the way. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think it's a uh, it's a it's a kind of power play. Yeah, um, make sure I get the last word. Make sure. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you think you're doing what you want to do for as long as I possibly can, and then just remind you who's in charge here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's a cool. Was that in the script? That kind of thing. Um, uh, let me think. Like, so the, no, both times that was. Um, so the first time I remember doing that was in that scene I was just talking about with Ethel. Yeah. And I say, let leave me to dwell on it and I'll talk to my commanders or something. Yeah, you go, say something like, I'm intrigued. That's no inconsiderable feat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. You guys are amazing. Um, yeah. So don't don't go too far or whatever. Um, that was Anthony Phillipson said, no, no, let him get all the way to the door. Cool. I thought, oh, that's great. Really, see, there's where a director makes things better for you. Um, and the second time, no, it was John. John said, no, let him get to the door. And then <laughs> yeah. say, no, no, uh, let's wait for that. Whatever the line was, I can't remember. It's, but yeah. yeah, it's it's a actually a brilliant small thing. It's small, you know, it's not something I don't know if everyone's going to notice, but like, I think that it just adds to Constantine's authority, just his authoritative nature. Yeah, yeah, you know. it does. It's so, well, that's the great thing is everyone, I love that. I love that about what we do for a living is, is um, there's, a, and it, I felt it more on this than in a lot of things where it's such a collaborative thing and you're yeah. working with so many hundreds of people all for the same goal. Right. And that, so even if it's your character that you're putting all the work into, I remember Anthony talking about it with this, saying, no, we need the camera here and the lighting needs to be like that because we've got to turn these two actors into kings here. They're going to look right. like kings. 
<clears throat> so uh, the photography is helping with that. And obviously the incredible wardrobe and makeup and all that is helping with it. So, and the, yeah, we're all, everybody is working towards the same goal, which is one of the most brilliant parts about it. But yeah, so, you know, yeah, moments like that aren't me. They're created by someone else's genius. Did you have any input in, into your costume or, or your physical look at all? I, the costume, I saw a, a painting of, mm -hmm. of it from Ralph who, who designed them. And I just, I don't want any input on that. That's amazing. Awesome. You know, once I saw it, he was very generous about it. So look, you can change anything you like. We want you to be comfortable. We want you to be able to move and fight and all that. I want to keep you uh, cool in summer, warm in winter, you know. But I just thought, no, I mean, that's perfect. I love it. And then, yeah, with the makeup, well, there was, again, I was given freedom to um, veto stuff, but I didn't want to. They, right had ideas that I loved um and that, but you know this wig this wig this wig this hair you know uh but we all agreed as it turned out and it's awesome also helpful yeah how long did the makeup take because I know you put a video on Instagram it looked like it take took a little while and it um... yeah yeah it does uh it probably when there's no blood um it probably takes about an hour and 10, 15, 20 minutes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She does so well because I can't see in the mirror where the wig is. I can't see it. And normally you can kind of tell. So she's Hilda, who d does it, is yeah. unbelievably brilliant at it. But yeah, it took a while. But then if you, the, the longest it would ever take is if you've done a fight and you've got blood on you and then you wrap and then you come back two days later to pick up from the same moment. So then you have all the normal stuff, but then you've got to match the blood spattered oh. spots and that can take an hour just doing that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And so on that hot day when you guys are pushing the shield over. Yeah. Um, is that tough when you have the, like the, the makeup on and the, <clears throat> like, cause I imagine there's a lot of sweat. There's a lot of grittiness um a bit of embarrassing amount of sweat just <laughs> handing over those clothes at the end of the day so, so oh yeah so <laughs> can i take them home and wash them yeah uh, uh yeah no the makeup doesn't bother me it, they, eventually the wig starts to get like oh just you itchy. Know, uh, yeah it gets itchy when you're sweating mm -hmm. underneath it um and yeah the leather does just you trap everything you i don't know how much weight you must lose Oh yeah. When you get near uh, refreshment, the amount you can just pour into it is like filling up a jug. Yeah. Yeah. You must have been exhausted at the end of it. Like that. I was, everyone. I, was, I mean, it's like it just looks intense and it, it is. And then awesome. you do it over and over and over again. Actually, the, yeah. the worst, the worst, like I said, shouting is really exhausting, but shouting and running. Um mm -hmm. and that field, it looks like just flat. Um, long grass but it's actually underneath it's plowed and ah. on really hard and <clears> so it's, it's ridged the whole time gotcha okay but when you put when you're running you don't know what what your foot's going to do when it lands is it going to kink forward or backwards or I, think, <laughs> I do this another time I swear I'm breaking an ankle <laughs> please, please but yeah I, there was a moment where I thought please don't ask for another one because I, I actually don't think I can stand up. 
Wow. I don't know if I'm doing that one. But, you know, you revitalize. And they have some ice. You guys would know more about this. Some kind of isotonic uh, cocktail that you drink and suddenly you're like, oh, okay, I've got some vitamins back. Uh-huh. And back into it. Is that the right word, isotonic? Yeah, cocaine, right? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that was, I didn't know about that bit. Um, oh, I'm not sure. Um, it could be. Do you know, yeah, Steve? Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, what you're what you're talking I'm, about. I'm sure there's something. There's a lot of different things that you can take, like C4 or something to keep going. Yeah, if it's like a pre-workout or anything. Yeah, yeah. Drink. yeah I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's all that. It's, I guess it's for, yeah, for athletes and totally. Injured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How's it going with you guys? Because you graduated not that long ago, is that right? Oh, uh, we're coming on two years, couple of years oh, now working. Years now, yeah, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, so a lot of the videos that you saw where we would have said that um, would have been sort of when season four came out. Uh, okay, yeah. That yeah makes so sense. we've, yeah. Um, yeah, we're working as PTs now. Um, Having fun. So absolutely. You're, you're still in New York. I I took a travel contract, so I. I left pa i'm I'm near dc now um, okay yeah so it's it's a little more end up anywhere kind of thing uh but but it's nice it's nice to get to do something different did you meet training yeah we we, you- we met we just we were both looking for a place to yeah. live um when we were in pt school and act and actually <laughs> colby had like sent an email out like asking for roommates and I was like, that's kind of weird. Someone's asking for roommates. And but then I reached out to this landlord that my other buddy told me to, to talk to. And we just ended up him and I and two other guys ended up just moving in. And we we we, we became really good friends. I mean, all yeah. of us, it was it was definitely a little tough for guys, uh, you know, living <laughs> together, times. sharing yeah. one bathroom. Um, yeah. But yeah, but uh, I thought we were all became really good friends. And then yeah. eventually Kobe and I would say uh, really became probably the best friends uh, best yeah, friends anyone's exactly. ever had um <laughs> ever had. <laughs> <laughs> and uh um, and we started we just started watching movies and, and it was our release from school when school was stressful yeah yeah cool. well, yeah we all do that definitely mm-hmm. yeah. it's a good way of, yeah clearing your mind out isn't it oh that's really nice yeah, but and now you're not together. You're in different states. That's and that's, uh, that's, that's why, why we started we, this. Yeah. That's why we started it was because we were both going to be leaving, and like I, I had never had any other like guy friends that I wanted to stay in touch with because like I grew up, I grew up playing football and stuff. But like those guys, I love them. I love those guys, but like they weren't the guys I always wanted to hang out outside mm-hmm. of football yeah. and, and and stuff. Um, and then so when I, when I met a guy that like we just clicked on everything, yeah. um, I was like, I want to keep you. Um, can yeah. we can we like do a podcast? We can keep nerding about about our shows and stuff. And, and that was the only reason we wanted to do it was just to keep in touch. Um, That's what an amazing story. And, yeah. And when COVID happened, actually, it gave us the opportunity to like, OK, let's let's see if someone wants to come on the podcast and, and chat with us, because we loved The Last Kingdom way before we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. And we were just talking about this last night, like how lucky we feel to be doing things like this. Right. Um, because we were just two random fans in Pennsylvania who <laughs> we we couldn't stop talking about the show then. Mm-hmm. And um, to be able to continue talking about it and getting a lot of other fans commenting and having conversations with them is like we couldn't oh, yeah. have imagined and being able to talk to the cast and crew. We couldn't have imagined that opportunity ever. Um, 
So we, we just feel very fortunate to be able to do things like this. Yeah, it's great. And it's, you're really good at it. Really well, thank good. you. Really appreciate that. I appreciate that. We we just love to learn more things about the show we love, you know. And yeah, but yeah. yeah. Oh, what yeah. great story! Well, thanks. Yeah, it's we love it. Um, yeah. So thanks again. You know that the, you you came on. It's been you know. Yeah. Um, and for real, for real, you were one of our like favorite characters from from this season. Like, like Colby was literally like, you know, he, he texted me and he's like, Steve, there's this guy, like, we've got to have him on. Like, you're going to see him in the, near the end. And I'm just like, okay, all right. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah. it was, yeah, it was, was that scene with, with uh, Elf Wynn. Is Elf Wynn? Yes. Yeah. There's so many elves. And uh, even, yeah, even before that, though, I loved his presence. Like, uh, I don't know. He didn't take anything. He didn't take any bullshit. And he was. Yeah, I don't know. Something just the wisdom he had was was awesome. Oh, that's I like so good. Yeah, I, I do want to mention one line that he says with a line I love: "Sieges yeah. are for turds." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of turds in this book. <laughs> yeah. I found I found turds a really hard word to say in a Scottish accent. Yeah, because it's got that kind of tapped kind of R. I don't know what they call it, like um, girl. Yeah, there's like yeah. a ah, yeah. tongue roll, but you try and only do one, not but just one tap. Mm -hmm. And so girl and turds is one of those. And to try and shout that out, I found like, oh, please, can we get rid of some of these turds? <laughs> I know, yeah, you're a turd. Like, you're yeah. some of the turds. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So, secrets of turds. I think there were about three others, and I'm like, oh, please, we can't, I can't do it. Oh, That's my God. Too much my accent. There's this hilarious video online of a Scottish guy trying to pronounce hard words, like particularly. <laughs> Have you seen that? It's just like particularly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, no. just crazy words like that. Um, no. Sometimes really, I don't know how, how I, because when I was talking to Ross about it, there are certain sentences when those R's come up, if it's like three in a row, I'm saying, well, you can't roll each one of them. And he's like, no, you can't. I said, so yeah. which one? Where do you? He's like, yeah, just pick it. Pick the one. Yeah. And he said, try it out. with." But uh, evidently, the natural, it's Glaswegian accent, natural Glaswegian accent. They don't, they don't always do it. You just choose it. It's right. Uh, no, it's like I'm going to pronounce this word properly, but not these two because it's too exhausting. No. I was going to say, um, and I mean, you, you do a great job of the accent because we've been watching the show Outlander. Yeah, because um, that's yeah. also coming out right now. And so we've been hearing a lot of Scottish accents and there was no time, I think, when you were talking that we were like, oh, he's um, he's not naturally. It's not his natural accent. There was no moment where we thought that. Yeah, watching the show, I was like, yeah, this guy's definitely Scottish for sure. <laughs> that's music to my ears. I'm good. I'm really glad about that. that and uh, Mark was really sweet about it as well. Yeah. He, yeah well, what did he think? What do you think? He, he thought he, at, the, at the very, very end. He said, he said it to me a couple of times, almost my first day, because I stayed in the accent all day. Um, I couldn't just risk turning it on and off. I tried one day because I thought I've got no lines today, but it was a battle scene and they said, scream something. I can't remember what it was. And I screamed it and it came out English. And I thought, oh, <laughs> never doing that again. And so he was saying that, you know, I, I, your accent's amazing. And then um, at the end, he said, I love what you did. And please, can I thank you for 
getting the Scottish accent right, which I was so chuffed about. But there, there, it's funny, there was a, because I was thinking, oh, this, I know Scottish accents, you know, are they going to be upset that an English guy's doing it? But um, there was a moment when I was on set, we were in Bebenburg, I certainly in the set of Bebenburg, I don't know if we were actually filming there, it might have been out on the street or something, but anyway, Mark was there, and Eva Berthissel, who plays Hill, yeah, love he was there. Jeez. Yeah, she's amazing. I did my first ever job with her, actually. We oh, wow. wow. Husband and wife, like 25 years ago. Um, and uh, so there's just the three of us talking in a, on a break. And I suddenly noticed, I'm talking in the Scottish accent, and I suddenly noticed there's someone from England, someone from Ireland, someone from Scotland, and no, none of us are playing yeah. the country. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're all Scots playing Irish. You're Irish playing English. I'm English playing That's Scotland. funny. Yeah, yeah. But no, he was very sweet about it. Yeah, and yeah, good. So I'm really glad to hear that. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. And do you have any other favorite moments from like on the set? Like maybe not when you're shooting, but is there anything that sticks out to you that was funny or memorable? I there's there, there's a lot. I mean, there's loads. I, sure. Like in terms of like hilarious stories, I probably haven't. But I I tell you things I loved with think Arnus is, you know, he's coming because there's music playing and. Okay, uh, cool. I nothing makes me happier than hearing good music, and he um, he just comes with a speaker wherever he is. Really, so transforms the place immediately. I, I, oh, please, can I get to work in Honest's car? Um, <laughs> and I, I just, I'm just spending the whole time shazamming when I'm with. Oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? Um, yeah. him. And so I love that. And sometimes that you get like these crazy. They seem crazy where you're just sitting in the sun on a chair while um, people are killing each other in a shield wall 20 <laughs> meters away. And Arnus is listening to, generally in those moments, something quite either very like classic, gentle classical music or um, like kind of, I don't know how else to describe, like cheesy kind of almost porn music. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. Austin Powers would turn this on. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. And then there's this thing going on. So I love that. That's crazy. But um, but they mess around so much when they're not on camera that it, it's just hilarious all the time. And there was one that made me die, but I don't think it will sound very fun. Was Cavan, who plays Pierre. Yeah. Um, he was coming forward. <laughs> walking back off the battlefield and uh, and Arnus was just screaming directions at him. This is, this is happening. This is happening. Um, and he was nailing the response to it. Even like, okay, so now lasers are coming. He's shouting it across the field. <laughs> lasers are shooting at you from the sky, Kevin. And, uh, <laughs> dodging and then, uh, now you've been shot, Kevin. Now you've been shot. And there was, well, he fell over and by an enormous, felled tree and I thought no one's going to hit this tree and he landed on it and then picked it up and threw it in the air and dropped it <laughs> oh it was a foam tree or something I don't oh. know oh my god yeah but he just That's did awesome. it for like seven or eight minutes it was just he didn't give up. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah, but it's uh, always around. It's great, great. Fun. It's so awesome to hear that you guys have a lot of fun on set because I'm, I'm sure not every job is like that. Some are probably more serious i mean you guys are serious i don't mean that but like some might not have that humor on set i'm sure but no they don't this is really rare i reckon i don't know in my experience is about one 
this level of welcome and fun and support and all those amazing things that it could be um probably every 10 years i'd say yeah you get on occasionally you're on a set where there's something problematic some ego that doesn't work but most times just people are are, are very serious you know yeah. on and off and um but this is but it re- it's really helpful to be able to throw it all away when you're not on set um and just relax and kick back because it recharges you when you do go back because you immediately go back to being serious um so so i think it's a really helpful thing but it's not very common and i don't know you must need a couple of quite uh influential personalities to transform the whole thing but also i think the kindness of the whole thing comes down from alex um oh yeah the crew producers and all that are the same it's it's a really welcoming decent generous job but in terms of the cast alex is immediately incredibly kind warm generous you know takes care of everything he goes out of his way i don't know how he has time to do it and it seems to filter down that's awesome bad ego is it wouldn't be tolerated yeah yeah that's cool that's cool to hear that kind of stuff i mean it just makes us love the show more to know that's going on um which is awesome uh you mentioned you love hearing good music just curious uh what's your favorite style of music what style of music do you like to listen to I really like kind of old soul and R&B. Cool. Um, I mean, a lot, that kind of thing. But I'm, I'm trying to explore jazz. I moved to America for a couple of years. And, oh. um, okay, while we're here, let's explore American music more. Uh, and so I went into kind of old, like, country and cool. uh, blue bluegrassy kind of stuff. I'm just not very good on the names of these things. Yeah, yeah. Bluegrass, but I really went into jazz uh, which cool. I'm still learning about, and I I love that. Uh, but really, the thing that was yeah, soul and R and B and and blues and yeah. uh, nothing I don't like actually. Where did you live yeah. in in the U.S.? I was in uh, Los Angeles. In Los Kansas. Angeles, yeah, yeah. And do you play an instrument, or sorry, I, do you I'm, just like to listen? I, I like to listen. I I'm really impressively bad at guitar, um, so. If you ever want to see someone really mess that up, all right, that. all right. But no, I no, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not. I've learned a few, but no. Oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. You guys, one of you guys is guitarist. Oh, you're in yeah. a band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our intro yeah. music is. Um, if you've heard our that's intro cool. stuff, yeah, that's and Colby. our outro, that's Colby, that's man. Our band, but amazing. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. I wish I could do that. And we, and we know there's a lot of musicians on set. Like uh, we know. Tim Innes is a drummer and obviously yeah. Arnest. I know he does like a lot of DJ stuff and yeah. always messing around, like you said, coming up. So, yeah, uh, cool. and he's got little portable decks. So, whenever there's yeah. something afterwards, oh, great, we've got a DJ. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, Tim's amazing, amazing. Yeah. And he's cool. like a fencing champion as well, I think. Wow, that's right. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. a fencer. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. What else are you watching or, or watch or read or what are you into outside of Last Kingdom here? Uh, what I'm watching at the moment, which I think is amazing. Have you seen Severance yet? No. And you're the second person to what, um, Harry Severance. Harry, Harry, Harry Anton told us to watch it as well. We haven't had the chance yet. 
Um, uh, so that's two yeah. recommendations. It's going to move up our list a little bit, I think. All right, all right. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like okay. I like things like that where you don't. It's not something you've seen before, and you don't quite know where it's going. Um, but it's beautifully directed, beautifully acted. I'm cool. really enjoying that. Um, but a lot of it, I've been away, uh, and if it's a series I really want to see, invariably my wife really wants to see it too. So true. I'm banned from watching it. So I tend uh. to. Revisit old stuff while I'm away, but I got back a couple of days ago, and so I'm looking forward to Ozark. Uh, I haven't seen the. Oh, we love Ozark. We love Ozark. Um, You'll enjoy that. Yeah, I bet. You'll enjoy that. Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. Everyone in that's good. The brother. Were you guys talking about the brother in Ozark? Yeah. Uh, Tom. Yeah, Tom Pelfrey, who plays him, I think. So you have seen through season three, I think it is. That would be right. I right. Seen okay. The, the newest one you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. What were you going to say about him? Because we love that his performance. That guy was incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. Such, I don't think that's an easy job either. No. That character. I don't know. Sometimes you see an actor do something. This is when I really love watching the performances. I would not have made any of those decisions. Uh, oh, okay. Wouldn't have occurred to me. And he, I remember him being one of them. It's a long time since I saw that, but it was the um, scene in like the taxi, in the, I in think, the car, the car, whatever, like on ride back when he's like he's off the meds and he's kind of just going. Yeah, yeah, that's ringing that the bell. Just a converse, yeah. like he was just talking to the cabin and just all over the place, but like it flowed. You know, it was, that was crazy. To, and I think <laughs> to play someone with those, you know, I don't know what the word mental health. The mental health um, difficulties, yep. the challenges that he was facing, um, and to play that so intricately. I mean, he absolutely crushed it. He absolutely yeah. crushed it. Yeah, that's really, it was really extraordinary. One yeah. of the best performances I've seen in, in TV for a while. Just yeah. amazing. The other amazing. one I, I think is, I was blown away by, again, because I would never have thought to make these choices, was, do you, do you watch Succession? Another one that's on the list. People keep telling oh, okay. me to watch that one. Yeah, that's great. I w- I resisted that one, uh, my, thinking I don't I don't know if I'm going to enjoy that. I think that's and where then, I'm at right now. Yeah, right. but but we got to get through it. And, and uh, yeah, I think it's like a couple of episodes because it takes time to realize because they're all vile human beings in it, and you think right. I'm not used to that. Where I've got a root for somebody in amongst this. <laughs> This, this uh, okay yeah <laughs> um, so i thought after two episodes i don't know how i can continue but eventually it just becomes hilarious but there's a character in that played by an uh, english actor called matthew mcfadden and um who is um in the last oh, kingdom yeah first plays uh Uhtred's dad yeah of course yes of course he, yeah, yeah. he is hilarious in it yeah it's one of the funniest performances i've seen in years okay so cool worth it for him alone yeah yeah we gotta definitely check that out that that yeah. one's got to be like one or two on my list because so many people have recommended that show um, yeah i know the soundtrack of the show with the piano and i love the soundtrack of it yeah it's great great it's beautiful soundtrack um yeah. but yeah okay so you've given us you've given us a few things on our <laughs> yeah. list i mean a couple things that have been repeated we'll have definitely have to to check yeah, it out we'll ask for one back then is this something i might not have heard of uh, you named Ozark. I watched recently. You know what I watched? It's a Spanish show, and it's in the Last Kingdom sort of realm. So you might not. I know you said Last Kingdom is not your typical show, but El Cid. El Cid. I'm writing um, it down. Uh, it's it's in Spanish. I was trying to learn Spanish, so I, that's why I started watching it. And uh, it's about a real knight from Spain. 
Okay. Um, it's a short watch and um, it's a little bit Last Kingdom-ish. Right. Um, um, but it's, I think, fairly historically accurate and it's in Spanish. That one I watched recently, I really liked. Um, I, I will, because this has changed my idea of this Last Kingdom, because I know yeah. how much I um, I try. I mean, well, there's so many things that we love. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think most of our stuff recently has been kind of more mainstream stuff because there's a lot Outlander. of Star Wars stuff coming out. Outlander, Outlander's been really great. Um, Outlander, yeah, okay. Really See, I've resisted that too. I've been. Everyone's like, um, all our listeners have been like, guys, got to cover Outlander because there's a huge crossover with the fans mm-hmm. with that right. show. Okay. So we started covering Outlander and watching it, and we loved it. Okay, I must do it then. I've heard great things about it. Loads of people I know love it. It's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely an R-rated thing, but um, it's, is it okay? It is. Um, well, loads like the Tudors, but, I guess, was like that. Um, right. Oh, exactly. So it doesn't get much more R-rated in real life than the Tudor dynasty. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'm excited to watch that. I have not seen the Tudors yet, by the way, but um, I've just listened to two or three podcasts about um uh henry the eighth and kind of all the details yeah. um so i'm excited to to dive into that show yeah it's um, interesting that's a period of history that's interesting because that's like the opposite of this where it's been written about more than almost anything else there's so much information yeah. and so much detail so yeah. you can yeah you can get lost in that yeah Never and the older Totally. The other most recent thing that we've both seen is the new Batman movie. Yes. Um, oh, I've not seen it. Tell oh, me. You've seen it, Kobe? You saw it? I saw it. Yes, I saw it. Um, first thing when I got back to the U.S., I went to the theater. You didn't tell me. <laughs> That's a betrayal right now. Yes. I know. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it's good. I don't want to say too much about it. If, if you're interested in Batman, I don't know. I am. I do. I like, I like that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. I'm interested in seeing him doing it. And yeah. I so think it's... Good. I think it's a fresh take on Batman. Okay, good. Uh, it's not a copy of any of the previous movies. Robert Pattinson plays brilliantly, I thought. Um, we both gave it pretty high ratings, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. So you'll enjoy it, I think. It's, it's definitely think it's, its own movie, and it's awesome. I like it. The trailers look great, I think. Yeah. Super dark, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you have any new projects coming out? We know that you... Um, probably just finished wrapping up Seven Kings Must Die filming. Um, yeah. So obviously we're looking forward to that, but are there any other big projects um, coming up in the future that you'd like to share? Uh, that, there's something I did, like literally I went from the last day on The Last Kingdom onto another Netflix show up in Manchester in the UK, uh, which is called Red Rose. Which, okay. I haven't seen a lot about yet, I, so I guess they're still working out the edits and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, that's that should be good. That's um, uh, a horror series, um, which I will uh, like. You like horror, okay? So I do, you... and we want to do this thing on the podcast because Steve hates horror. Steve got really scared when we went to see the live-action Lion King, <laughs> and we. Uh... <laughs> I didn't get really scared. There was just Simba... a few. Moments Simba ever jumped out jump scares, man. I don't <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but Steve is not a huge like scary movie fan. And I, I don't am. do well. I don't do but well. I think it could be fun on the podcast to have Steve live stream or not live stream, but film his reaction. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Our listeners would love. So I'm trying to find a good scary thing or horror thing for Steve to oh, do. That. I, and, 
next time you I like come watch? visit you or you visit me, we'll we'll watch something. But yeah, it's like, like, EMT on standby, you know. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I can't oh, think of it. I'm not I don't watch a lot of horror either. So right. Is there is there anything that you really want to get into doing or you want to accomplish yeah. from your career still or or do? Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I love work. I, everything about this stuff I love. I like, because you're saying uh, you must be into history, but I, I'm just mm. I, I'm into studying the stuff I'm doing. Right. If that's like, okay, this guy's a, an accountant. I, I quite like the ex- excuse to learn what that's all about. Or, you know, um, so I, I, I like work. And there's a guy um, I would, like a dream kind of thing to what mm-hmm. I'd love to Where's Anderson? I love ah. That's I like his movies movie. too. They're they're eclectic. yeah. I like those. Yeah, they're Absolutely, cute. I love them. And there's they've got this just fun quirkiness about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a kind of perfect film for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Did he do? Did he do the Grand Budapest Hotel? Yes, it's, he did. Have yeah. you guys seen that? Because I I like want to watch that. Um, I thought it was good. I that was the first one I saw of his. I thought it was yeah. funny and. It was still, I really like, want to watch it. it. Looks mystery great. Mystery too. Like it was a, it was just a different kind of movie. Yeah. yeah it's, I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's. Um, yeah. I keep trying to get but convince my girlfriend to watch it, and she doesn't ever wants to for some reason. So I'm like, oh. It's kind of in my wife either as well. Yeah. I, it, it, I think it'd be one of those things you you could hate it. Um, yeah. So maybe she's right. To be cautious. Uh, but sure. So I, I might watch it before she gets back from Argentina here. Just to, just do that. To, do that. Yeah, because it's split. I think it must split people. I adore that that kind of thing. Mm. And they'd like Jojo Rabbit. Did you see that? I, I love that Jojo one. Rabbit. Oh, you should watch it, Steve. Taika Waititi plays uh, Adolf Hitler. Um, oh, or imag- yes, I did see that. I did see imaginary. That. Yeah, that's imaginary right, Adolf that. Hitler. And it's he's. <laughs> I love that sort of uh, contrast between what Hitler would actually be like and this imaginary the kid thinking because he idolizes hitler like what he thinks hitler's like and that's taika watiti just like yeah oh it's hilarious it's a oh. beautiful film well Loved i think maybe that, you might like grand budapest hotel i think i'd like it um, i think you will. knowing my taste yeah just the trailer it looks like i love it i love the actor i watched but, um, uh reacher recently it was based on yeah. books by uh lee child that i really like and then uh i watched what was that one? hmm which was that one, the Lee Child one? Oh, Re- Reacher is what it's called. Oh, Reacher. Okay. And it's on Amazon based on his his Jack Reacher character. I thought it was really yeah, good. I thought it was really good to the book. Um, I thought it was really good. And then also too, I'm I'm just I'm dating someone. They're really into trashy reality TV stuff. But <laughs> but we what we watched Love Is Blind, and it was actually it was kind of a fun. That's like the first reality thing I've ever been like into. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. You're the and, second person to say that. Uh, I had a patient probably about our age. Who yeah. his girlfriend said the same thing. My girlfriend got me to watch Love Is Blind, and he was like, "It was good. I really liked it." I and I really like. I don't even like like Survivor. Like a lot of people, like I'm just like, come on, like this is obvious. Like I'd rather just watch actors like who are good at acting do acting like with a good script instead of pretending, you know. But like this, it's I don't know. I think there was a lot of real stuff that happened, and there's definitely some things that are like set up. Like come on, like you know, these two people are here. They're talking. There's cameras on them, but. Um, it was yeah. interesting. It was really interesting. Yeah, there's a there's a really sweet one. Um, talking of reality TV uh, on Netflix called Love on the Spectrum. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. No, but oh, um, it's so beautiful. It's so yeah. lovely. Yeah, 
it's, it's all set in Australia, all filmed in Australia. And uh, it's okay, all that to the list. Feel warmed up uh, spiritually. That's a, yeah. a place to go. We've just enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah. yeah, it's been really nice. Like so laid back, so mm-hmm. lovely. Yeah, and I, I know the movie's coming out, and you know we'd love to have you on again sometime in the future, um, if you if you'd like, um, after the movie comes out or something, definitely, or any yeah. other future stuff, um, you know, because you've been you've been honestly a great guest today. You've, you, thank you, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me on. I've, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. It's been a real pleasure. And and just real quick to um, have you gotten like uh, any response from the fans now that you're like new to the show the last kingdom's come out yeah yeah um, i've got some everything's been really lovely I, i'm yeah. i'm loving it i'm not very good on social media sure. you may have noticed i i i've maybe have posted on instagram eight nine times now and that's all been in about the last three days right. um but what i'm getting is oh, so much better than i thought i thought as soon as that sword went into heston i'm i'm <laughs> That's it. I've had, I've been on shows before where I get people wishing I was dead, not the character. Ah. They're oh, openly, you know, openly saying it, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's going to be one of those again. It doesn't matter, but it's, yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to be in that situation. But I no. definitely did not feel like that. I was so happy oh. that he didn't die and he gets to exit at the end and go back. No. Yeah. Um, I was like, we're going to get to see more of him, mm-hmm. uh, which I was pumped. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Me Harry too. Anton's taking all the, the negative hate off of anyone else yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I and, and I don't know if you've seen the series, but I don't want to spoil what he does if you don't know. I've read it. Okay. Uh, okay. I think I can remember in the woods or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He, well, he kills off on Uhtred's crew. Um, but one of the, oh, like, the no, main... You know what? I, that, I watched that last night. That's as far as I've got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. He, yeah, yeah. he apologized <laughs> when we talked to him. He like, I'm sorry, like, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really not okay. That's not. A- I know. I told him you should have just denied. You should have just told the director and the producers no. <laughs> Put your foot down. You've already filmed so much of it. What are they going? <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna not. I'm not gonna do it. It's not like I can't yeah, do it. <laughs> right. You say, oh, guess what? Bressel poisoned him. Um, yeah, Off screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, Off exactly. Screen. Yeah, I wonder what but, happened because of the revolution. No, I'm not filming that. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god. And yeah. um, is there anything um, before we wrap up here that you'd like to say to the fans? Oh, I think I'd just say that. Thank you. I mean, I, I mean, I feel a bit of an imposter because I'm so new to it. Um, but the. You guys are like, from what I have seen so far in my little time, are the most incredible fans on anything I've ever worked on. And you're really supportive and kind about the work as well. And so thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy, though, to be a fan of the show because of the work that every single person involved does on the show. I mean, everyone from, you know, the whole cast and crew works as yeah. a team to bring out something so beautiful and you guys tied up the series part of the show so perfectly in our opinion and we had high expectations and you guys met them and and as far as you feeling like an imposter you fit into the show perfectly i think you did exactly what you set out to do you're a mixture 
you you have the the Scots now have their own sort of persona, their own sort of um, jovial yet fierce, um, yeah, like I said, authoritative sort of persona, confident, and um, I think you definitely achieve that if that's what you set out to do. Um, and it's fresh; it's not a copy of any other group of people. It's its own new thing. Yeah. So, so well done on that. Um, Thank you so much. Thank cool. you. Cool. Yeah. Well, well, thanks again for coming on and, and everyone watching, listening to us. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, check out the, the links in the description below. We have uh, Rod's work, his social media, his IMDb down there mm -hmm. too. So make sure you check that out. And otherwise, thank you again, Rod. And uh, thank you. And I'll see you guys soon. I'll be happy to come back. So let me know if you do great. want that. And probably don't be going to the movie theater on your own again. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, he saw it before me. And all fair. Like, tell me you saw it, though. And I was I was going to Argentina, and like I didn't want to go to a theater and risk getting COVID because I have to get tested before I went. So I had to yeah. wait a whole week, and then I didn't want to see it in Argentina because I don't want to see it in Spanish. <laughs> so then I had to wait till I came back. Um, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it sounded initially. No, no. So see, you got to get the other point of view here. It's uh, I'm the one. <laughs> but yeah, um, as we always say. Goodbye, and destiny is all.